The following podcast is a production of Hardly Awesome Studios in association with the network. Find us at BICBP-radio.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome back. Well, not really back. Welcome to a new sub-series on the Silence Your Phones podcast stream. Is it called a stream? Maybe it's called a stream. It sounds kind of dirty. Anyway, welcome to this new series. Uh, it is myself, Chris Chavez, one half of the Silence Your Phones crew, and we're doing a new show with... I'm doing a new show with my buddy Trev Allen of the Struggling Artist Podcast. Trev, what's up, dude? What's up, man? You and I have been talking for a little while now. You know, we, we talk about movies. We talk about music. We podcast together sometimes. And uh, you threw this thing at me saying we should talk about movies once in a while. And I said, why don't you jump on this thing and we'll do this. We'll have a sub-series. I have a bunch of different sub-series on this stream. So uh, let's do one. And so we're going to do this one. And it's going to be called Staff Recommendations. And the idea behind it is for one episode, you'll recommend a movie that I've never seen. We'll watch it. We'll talk about it. And then vice versa. I'll do the next one. I'm excited. So for this one, you picked the 2011 American action drama Drive. If I drive for you, you give me a time and a place. I give you a five-minute window. Anything happens in that five minutes and I'm yours no matter what. I don't sit in while you're running it down. I don't carry a gun. I drive. So you just moved to LA? No, I've been here for a while. What do you do? I drive for movies. Is that dangerous? It's only part-time. You put this kid behind the wheel. There's nothing he can't do. Kid, I want you to meet Mr. Bernie Rose. My hands are a little dirty. So am I. My husband is coming home. Where is he? He's in prison. There's some guys that want me to do a job for him, and I'm not going to do it. What is that you got there? One of those men gave you that? What's the job? When you get your money, his debt's paid. You never go near his family again. <gasps> Did you have any idea there'd be a second car? He said there'd be another car to hold us up. Whose money do I have? I'm gonna tell you something. Anybody finds out we're both dead. That's why this driver's gotta go, Bernie. He's gotta go. Any dreams you have or plans for your future, I think you're going to have to put that on hold. For 
the rest of your life, you're going to be looking over your shoulder. Okay, so we're, we're going to kind of do this slightly, somewhat like Silence Your Phones. We are going to talk about the different aspects of the film. So first thing we normally do is talk about our experience with the movie. Obviously, I've never seen it, but you have. What's your experience? Like, did you see this in the theater when it came out or was it a DVD movie? Or Yeah, so I got it um, in it was 2011, right? Yeah. I got a text message from my friend, Greg, and it said, hey, I need you to do something. I said, what's up? He's like, um, I need you to go watch the movie Drive in the theater. I said, that one with Ryan Gosling? He's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, why? He's like, look, look, I'm not going to say anything else. I just need you to go watch it. And uh, <clears throat> I looked at my um, my H, what is it, HVC mm-hmm. the phone, you know? Okay. My Evo 4. Yeah. And I said, well, according to this smartphone, it's going to be playing in like 20 minutes. I'm going to go check it out. So I immediately drove. Damn. The okay. Yeah. And I said, all right, let's do this. And like, I love going to the theater alone. Um, oh, it's, same, one of, dude. It's, it's one of my joys. So I, I sat down and I said, all right, let's 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 watch this fucking trashy film. <laughs> so, yeah. So uh, the movie starts and it ends and my mind is absolutely blown. I didn't know what I just watched. I said, what is, what, what, what did I just watch? Like, and I immediately went and watched the trailer. Cause I remember seeing the trailer for it mm-hmm. and it looked like some fast and furious bullshit, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know? And it was not anything like that, which is why um, I stayed away from it. I was like, I'm a little over these car chase movies and these fast heisty movies i'm just kind of yeah, over it i'm yeah. not i'm not you know i had had my fill so it was like when i saw that trailer i was like eh. and it's ryan gosling not to take away from him i hadn't really seen much with him but I, all i knew was like that's the dude from the notebook that's right the like dude from the notebook so yeah, I, like, eh, I don't know that i'm gonna watch that yeah. so yeah I, that's why i had not watched it so you went back and watched the trailer and i was like it's nothing like what the trailer shows you really mm-hmm. like it's cut together I don't I don't think um Ren, the director, Nicholas Winding Ren, I don't think he made the trailer. I think that was like production dis- distribution company. Yeah, typically. Um, I think when movies are, are that's what happens. There's little companies that make trailers and they'll send the yeah. footage to these co- these companies and they'll put them together. Um yeah, dude, I didn't like I said, I saw the trailer and was like, yeah, I'm not gonna watch this. And when you were talking this up, I was like, Really? I was like, All right, I you know, you you have I respect your taste in music, um, you know, your, your sense of humor, a lot of the stuff we've talked about. We've even talked about certain movies, and I'm like, you know, if you're telling me this is going to be good, I'll trust it. I'll give it a shot, right? Because yeah. I had the same thought, dude. When you told me it was one of your favorite movies, I'm like, the Ryan Gosling movie? Yeah. Like that movie, dude? Yeah. For real? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So then I watched it. Mm-hmm. So let's get into this, dude. So here's the plot, right? The plot is that there's this dude and he's a driver. He's a getaway driver, basically, um, by night. But by day, he's a stunt driver in Hollywood. He's in the movies. Um, and he's an exceptional driver. Like, the dude knows how to handle a car, right? And he's meticulous about 
like his rules on what he does and when he accepts jobs. And at the very beginning of the film, that's what we're shown. We're given this kind of, I believe he's narrating it, right? And he's, he's talking over it and you hear him saying that this is what I do. You know, you get this much time with me, anything before is on you, anything after is on you. Um, no guns, something like that. He said something else. And he says, but you know, when this happens, blah, blah, he gives his rules. So you're like, okay, this dude is on top of his shit. He's like, um, he's like one of these guys that, you know, he's not going to make a mistake. He's just yeah. thought of every single aspect of, to make sure, you know, he's going to be safe and he has a life. So we get this opening thing where he, he's doing a getaway driving, doing the getaway driving. And, uh, there's, um, a cop chase, there's all kinds of stuff happening, but they get away right away. This is, I mean, this is yeah, it's the opening of the film. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm like, okay, you know, I'm not lost in what I thought this movie was going to be. This is going to be this kind of movie. Right. Mm -hmm. And then it slows down. All of a sudden we start to kind of get into this guy's life. We see that he works in a shop, a mechanic shop. Uh, We see that he's, um, he's we see part of his stunt drive the the uh hollywood stuff on the set thing um we see him living alone in an apartment very minimal with his stuff it's not like his place is lavish do you know what i mean um we see uh that he's there's this neighbor that he's kind of attracted to um what's her name i forget her name um Uh, carrie mulligan yeah we see this we see her you know, so we start to get this guy's life and it starts to kind of play out. And we see this little romance start with this neighbor and she's got a, she's got a son and she alludes to the fact that the, the boyfriend's in prison. Well, he's coming out. So we see this relationship with this guy too. It's kind of weird. The guy doesn't trust Ryan Gosling's character. Meanwhile, we have other stuff going on in the background. We have first, we, we, we are introduced to Nino and um, the other guy's character, what was his name? Bernie. Bernie. Bernie and Nino. Okay. This is Ron Perlman and Albert Brooks. We get introduced to them through uh, Cranston's character. So the garage where Gosling works is owned by Brian Cranston, this character. And uh, you, you can tell this guy's, this guy's got a, his heart's in the right place, but he fucks everything up, right? Like yeah. he's one of these guys that no matter what he does, he, he fucks shit up. You ever see the movie um, A Bronx Tale? Yes. Do you remember that scene when they're shooting craps, right? And then the, the one guy comes in who's bad luck and they get pissed at him and they throw him in the, in the bathroom. He's not, a, he's not even allowed to be in the room, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's Brian Cranston, dude. It's like, no matter what, it's always the wrong move. That's the stupidest things. He, he, he's just making mistake after mistake. But he's kind of friends with these guys that are, um, that they're, they're no good, right? These are, these are criminals. These are top, top dog criminals. And uh, back to the guy coming back out of prison, Back to to the driver in his apartment building, we find out Oscar Isaac plays this yeah. guy that came out of prison. Oh, so yeah. Oscar, Stan- he plays standard. Yeah, yeah. We see we see Ryan Gosling's character um, come across him having been beat up, and he says that he's beat up because these people want him to do one last job. He doesn't want to do it. He doesn't want to risk going back to prison, and but they're gonna kill. You know, they're gonna come after them. They're gonna come after the girl. They're gonna come after the son, and so Gosling says, "All right, I'm gonna help you." So this is all super fast. I mean, obviously it's a lot of buildup, right? But I'm just kind of going through this plot. Next Gosling meets with the, the guy that's the, basically trying to get this Oscar Isaac to, to work for him. He meets with him and says, listen, we're going to do this for you, but leave the kid and the girl out of it. They get set up with this girl to go help out on this heist. And, and basically the heist is to go in and rob money at a pawn shop. Mm-hmm. And they go, they rob the money. 
So we watch them wait for a while. Finally, the girl comes running out. Oscar Isaac's character comes running out and he just gets shot. He gets shot and killed right there. And so Gosling's like, peacing out. He takes off with this girl. They hit a hotel room and he realizes some, some shit's fucked up. Like this has been a setup. And so this is where we like start to see a different in his, a difference in his character. Now, now there's like for this whole time, he's been meticulous. He's very well kept and put together and calculating. And even like you, even though he's doing things that, I mean, he's can see he's a criminal, right? you still like the guy because of how he acts with the kid, with the girlfriend, you see him as a person, but now you're going to see him as the other side, because now he's like beating the shit out of this woman in the, in the, he's like slapping her around. Remember he's like choking her, telling her he's going to kill her. The moment he puts on his driving gloves in that hotel room, the entire movie changes. Jesus. (laughs) And then we find out, yeah, there's people out to kill him. Right. So these guys are coming after him. In a roundabout way, we find out that the money that was stolen was Nino's money, and Nino can't can't let this go because he, it has it's tied to the mob. Like this mob ties to this now, and if he lets this go, then Nino's dead. So this is, I mean, the movie just takes a shit from here, man. As a driver, like now he's like, because you, you're thinking it's going to be this kind of movie, and now it's like, man, there's like no happy ending to this. How are you going to end this happy? We see. Um, we see a lot of stuff go down. You know, we see him try to give the money back. Nino says no. They go after Brian Cranston's character and they kill him. They end up killing Cranston's character. Gosling's uh, pissed now. He's like, all right, we're getting this over with. This is going to be done. He goes and kills Perlman's character, Ron Perlman's character. Nino bites it in the ocean. Then he goes after Albert Brooks and he says, listen, you got to let the girl go. It's all done. We're, we're going to call it quits here. We're done. And Albert Brooks says, they'll be fine. You can you don't have to worry about him, but for the rest of your life, you're gonna have to look over your shoulder. Right? They meet up at a restaurant so that they can give him the money. And uh out in the parking lot, fucking he just fucking takes a knife to the gut, dude. Albert Brooks puts a knife right in the driver's gut. Gosling knew it was coming and he was ready for it because uh he fights back too and ends up killing Albert Brooks. Then we see driver sitting in his car, literally just kind of dead, dead eyed looking out into space forever. <laughs> then he blinks, starts up the car and takes off. And that's our movie. Mm. What a piece of crap. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm going to tell you my first, like, Whoa, man. <laughs> dude, my first reaction on this movie when I finished it was the same as yours. I was just like, what did I just watch? And also this is from 2011. That mm. means 10 years have gone by without somebody telling me how good this movie is. And why is that? Like, that's a crime. Okay. What the fuck? How did I not know how good this movie was? Um, We're going to jump into a lot of this stuff, top to bottom, the way we do on the other show. So let's get right into that plot. The plot itself is so intricate. And I thought it was just going to be an initial like, okay, cool. It's going to be this. He's got to do this and boom. Right. But when you're getting all of these different things throughout the movie, like there's, there's subplots happening, like the way he, you know, the relationship with the the girl. And it's like, you're watching him really try to be this. Like, I don't want to do that anymore. I like this. I want to do this now. You know, I kind of like, you know, I want to be the family man. You know, he's kind of fatherly with the kid. They're sitting there watching TV and they're talking about sharks and stuff. The kid says something about the sharks being bad all the time, or they're, they're the villains. And, uh, Gosling's like, well, how can you tell? And he's like, well, look at him. He's a shark. And he goes, well, can't there be good sharks? Right. 
and you know what he's saying. He's basically kind of saying, he's like, I know I'm a criminal, but like, I'm like, I'm good though. Right. Like I can be good. Right. It's a possible, it's possible. Right. And that kid's like, Nope, it's not. And you watch Ryan Gosling's face change then. Like he literally, his face changes where he's just like, fuck, like this kid's right. Right. Like mm-hmm. the, the wisdom of children, right from the mouth of babes. Um, so yeah, we have that. We have the plot where uh, you know this thing where you thought it was just going to be okay. He's got to help this guy do this. It ends up being this crazy thing where now it's Nino's money, and it just it's 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 one of these movies where you can't help but feel kind of anxiety because it's all just unraveling, and you're like, "Fuck, what the yeah. hell?" You know what the, I mean? The tension building, um, and not just this film, but like all of his movies, is so intense. It puts you in the seat of the driver in some points. Yeah, I've noticed that. I noticed that there was a lot of time where we were in the car the entire time and yep. not like pulling out and seeing like shots of the cars racing around right. and stuff. You were just staying in the car. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love that. I love that you were in the car a lot. This film, though, like, yeah, it, it's I mean, like I said before, when he's in that hotel room mm-hmm. and he puts his glove on it and smacks that girl across the mouth because she's lying to him about the killers the whole movie changes yeah and and now you have this like you have a different character from him and i think that's why the film progresses the way it does because now you're again this film is basically from his perspective yeah 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 Um, exactly there's a lot of shots where you know, when they're driving and, and, and it's him, Irene, and I forgot the child's name. Yeah, the kid. Um, <laughs> I just call him the kid. But like, there's a lot of shots where it's from the driver point of view. You're looking at her, you're looking at the kid, you're looking at the road. You know, there's not an entire lot of like in those kind of moments shots Benicio. of him. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Benicio. Yeah. Oh. Dude. Um, that's one of the things too that's happening in this movie, right? Not just the whole idea of of the the money thing and and the mob and just the ties with not just that, but what we're seeing is a character who has been doing this, right? This is what he does. And when he sees that glimmer of hope that that this could be my way out, the door starts to shut slightly when when Oscar Isaac's character comes back, right? Then it's like, oh, okay, maybe I can't have that. He ends up dying, which is fucked up and he's just really trying to plead with this girl like saying listen you know you're my last hope you're the only thing that i have basically right and she's not going to have it it's for as far as she's concerned he's one of the reasons that this guy's dead now yeah so that's for me that's where you see this character who's been just aching to be a good person aching to be the good guy the hero right that's the song that's playing nonstop throughout this movie the the hero song um He's just aching for it, dude. And then when that last glimmer is just faded out, it's like, now I'm in the dark and I have no right. more matches. So let me be dark, right? And that's why when we see him switch, it's because now it's like he, he's doing everything he can to protect the girl and the boy, but it's also knowing that I'm not going back to that. I don't have that right. avenue. So so fuck it. I'm, I'm bringing this out now to darkness. That, exactly. That, that scene in the elevator... <laughs> um bro and that was that moment too there yeah, that moment is the moment, amazing yeah. when so he's that's like that's he's trying to Jesus. to say hey you know like like I'm, I'm me i'm this you know we can do this and and she just like nah man like i can't like no 
this is not, you're not who I thought you were. And it's almost like a, well, I'm going to show you who I am then. And yeah. Cause the, the look, but right a, before is it. this a spoiler free podcast or is this no like, we're spoiling the hell out of it people right, know what they're it's like 10 years movies. old we right? talk so, about them yeah but the real quick before you get into that part right before it happens though when he notices because that hitman's there to get them right yeah he makes that decision right then and there like okay there's no going back i'm dark she's and this is it right like yeah. it's already i'm already knowing that i'm not going to get it right. i'm going to make sure it's never going to happen but before yeah. i do i want you to remember that what we had and he gives her this kiss and it's just like i've never in my entire life dude felt anxiety watching two people kissing on screen <laughs> and i was like like my my palms are sweating my heart's racing because i know what's happening in that you know and and they're just kissing and i'm like motherfucker hurry up gets it like i gotta release this i'm freaking out here dude yeah and i think part of him also knows in order to keep them safe, mm-hmm. he needs to be yeah. that dark. He he needs to not. So in a way, he wants to scare her off for good. You get what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. Like there was the, the, like, I'm saying goodbye to you now because they're, you know, you're mad yeah. and you made this decision. I have to make it final because it's the only way I'm going to keep you safe. Yeah, because I'm yeah. He, and he knows he's accepting of the fact that he's the shark and he's not going to change and he's not going right. to be the good guy. And mm-hmm. so yeah dude it's dude this movie was just something else (laughs) something else you know but yeah we see that and then we see just the viciousness at which he just he he goes at it and we we kind of got an idea of it earlier too when he's sitting at the diner and the guy comes up to him and he's like hey remember we did this job and he like says something about kicking his teeth and you're like whoa yeah where did that like, come yeah, from he just yeah he just like so it makes me calm. feel like this dude's and had he's some calm. dark sides before he's calm that he's not like aggressive like, yeah. like he's not he, he's not peacocking okay and i'm yeah. gonna um there's a big like metaphor in this film like for the difference between like being the real thing mm-hmm. and peacocking right yeah because you see so you have like brian cranston is peacocking like he wants to be this like fast talking kind of you know jive ass turkey like like yeah. you know what i'm saying like he wants to be in with these guys so bad you know he makes these fucking mistakes and then you've got nino right the brawn he he peacocks he has to puff out his chest when he walks around he has you know do you know who i am kind mm-hmm. of guy um but when the mob's have, on his ass then he's scared dude right right yeah you see how he really is right yeah. and then and then you've got oscar Isaac character standard who who's not so like he doesn't he doesn't kind of like flex his stuff of what he's got out there that much but obviously he did at one point because he was in prison right mm-hmm. so he's now that he's out of prison like he re- i think his is like a reformed almost like like i'm not as bad as i thought i was kind of thing because yeah. what did he do while he was locked up he had to pay for protection you know what yeah. i'm saying so that there's that and then now you've got really i mean if you want to look at it i guess from like an alpha kind of standpoint you have driver and you have bernie mm-hmm. you have this old school yeah albert brooks's character is this old school dude who wants to talk business all the time he wants to be professional all the time mm-hmm. he when he i mean when he does when he gets violent it's a lot like ryan Gosling's character in the sense where it comes out of nowhere and when it's over it's over yeah when he kills brian cranston 
for instance. He just like all real quick, boom, slices this dude's wrist all the way down, like to like to like the nerves. Fuck. And and then he just sits there with him. He's like, hey, it's okay, it's okay. Like he, you right. know what I'm saying? Like well, he because they were they were not just business partners, but friends at some point, right? There was right. A, that tie that they had. Yeah. So that's what I like too, is that he felt, it wasn't like he was just like, ah, like right. there's that scene of him afterwards, just kind of sitting there, just kind of sad. He has the drink, you know, I don't know. Was he, did he have a cigar there or something? I can't remember, but he's just sitting there kind of not really in the dark. It was kind of in the dark. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but yeah, you're right. Calculated. Like these are the guys that aren't peacocking. But they back it up. They're him, him and Goslin are the sharks. Like yeah. they're the real sharks. Like, yeah, you know. legit, legit. But yeah, dude, there was a lot going on in this plot. For me, I just thought it was great. Mm. I have to say, when I first started watching it, super intense. I was already into it. How intense it was. I was like, I like the way this is done. Right? You don't see anything that's happening. We're literally mm. sitting in the car with him, and we're waiting, and we're waiting, and we have to wait because that's the thing, right? Listening to the game, I'm like, dude, this is crazy. And then the fact that he uses the game time, you know, the timing yeah. of the game for oh, when yeah. it's being let out, dude. He knew everything he was doing, ready mm-hmm. to do it. Um, yeah, because he had the hat and everything. He was ready to go. After all that happens, I'm watching this. And then, like I told you, it slows down. And I have to be honest, at the at first, I was like, dude, this is kind of slow right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I snapped. I snapped, too. I don't know what it was, but there was something that brought me back in. And I was back into it. And I was into it where I was just like appreciating everything about this film the way it looked the acting the music um and again we're going to get right into all that stuff here uh so let's get into the actors and the acting dude right away we've got ryan gosling's the star but we're not going to talk to talk about him yet uh, let's start with Carrie Mulligan. Mm. I had not seen her before, except for, and I didn't realize it was the same one. Is did you ever see Promising Young Woman? I don't think so. Jesus Christ! That just came out a couple years ago. What a fucking powerful film! Crazy. Yeah, yeah. Dude. I gotta look. I gotta look her. I can't really. I I know I've seen her in stuff. When I saw when I saw that movie, I just couldn't believe it. Like the end of the movie, is some of the most uncomfortable. It's it's incra- It's crazy good. She did such a good job in it. But when I saw her in this, I was like, oh, it's her. You know what I mean? But yeah, she's been in a few different things, right? I, I mean, I'm seeing. Hold on a second. Did you know she's a singer? Um, No, I didn't. Apparently, she has a discography. Really? She did a song with Justin Timberlake. Huh. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, no, but she's awesome, dude. I thought she did a good job in this role as that character. You know who at- I thought she was at first? Who's that? You ever seen Suicide Kings? Maybe I can't remember. Yeah, I thought no, I I, I always thought she was in that, but she wasn't. Um, what I know her from is probably Public Enemies, which isn't a great movie at all. Oh, you're talking about Laura Harris when Suicide Kings? Yeah, I could yeah. see why they look the same. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah but so Carrie Mulligan plays Irene Gabriel, the the girl next door. I thought again, like I said, I thought she did a great job in the in the role. She she you know. She fit. She fit what she was supposed to in that role. There was a moment when her, is it was it her husband or just the boyfriend? Um, standard is that her husband or boyfriend? Yeah, I don't know. It, husband, maybe it was definitely um the the uh, Benicio's dad. Yeah, yeah. 
when he's back and and they're kind of having a party, there's the music that's playing right, and we keep cutting back and forth to to Goslin and his his thing working on the on the engine, and then back to her. There's this moment where she just kind of she does it very slightly, but her face does this thing where you could tell it's like she's just kind of zoning out and thinking about him. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's doing the same thing. Like we cut back and we see that as well. Uh, when she's when it's time for her to be upset, you know, when she's pissed at him and all that great, great performance. And then the terror on her face, like the absolute terror on her face in, in the uh, the elevator. Great performance. I thought she was yeah. great. Yeah. There's that moment, dude, when that whole elevator scene happened right after it. And she was standing there and they're just kind of staring at each other. I was waiting, waiting for somebody to come and snatch her. Like somebody was going to come and grab her. You know what I yeah. mean? And, and I was just waiting. I was again, I was on the edge of my seat, dude. I was like, this director's phenomenal. I'll tell you that right now. I <laughs> yeah. got to check out his other stuff. Yeah. Um, Dude, Brian Cranston. Can he do anything wrong? Honestly? <laughs> no. I feel like this dude's such a good actor and all the characters, they're never the same kind of character. Never, never. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Now Jeez. he is spot on. So um, he, yeah, he plays Shannon. That's uh, the guy who owns the garage. Yep. Um, he kind of mentors. I, I don't know if you'd say mentor. He took in the driver and gave him the job and, and did that kind of thing. Got him, Provides got him, him cars. Yeah. Got him into the movie. Gets him the cars he needs for his getaway stuff. Uh, but again, um, the fuck up. The fuck he can't help yeah. but no matter what he touches he screws up no matter what mm-hmm. even though he's trying to do good like he's he's like i was just doing that because uh, you know i because uh there's the scene where gosling's like well they knew to come after us how would they know that right like how would they even know about the girl and the boy and so he confronts uh shannon and shannon's like uh you know i was just trying to tell them that you know don't just let them go but he's like no you're such a and for a second, I thought he was going to go nuts on him, too. Yeah. I was like, oh, shit, he's going to beat his ass. But he doesn't. He stops himself. He composes himself. Just tells him to get out of town, which he yeah. doesn't. Right. But he's trying to. He was trying right. to, but he just didn't in time. Yeah. Um, Oscar Isaac, dude. So I just remember what the first time I ever saw Oscar Isaac, I think, was in the Star Wars movie as that. Uh, really? As, oh, yeah. Because yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Like, maybe I saw him in other stuff before that, but never really paid attention to him. I, th- I think this was my introduction to him. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. See, I'm looking at his, uh, I'm looking at all of his stuff. Yeah. I've not seen any of this stuff. Born legacy. I saw that maybe back in the day. Oh, he didn't have a huge role in that. That's the one with, um, yeah, dude, it wasn't until star Wars that I saw this yeah. guy as, as anybody. Yeah. So when I saw him in the, he was in the film, I was like, Oh, okay, cool. You know, yeah. and I was waiting for him to show up at some point, and then he shows up, and he totally looked a little different. Like I don't know, did they put like he was like young teeth I mean, prosthetics was, on him or something? No, something different with his I, mouth. I just, I just think that I mean, this was just a decade ago. This okay, was, yeah. and this, this wasn't like so. This, this was like Ren's. I don't want to say breakout movie, but like probably like his biggest blockbuster, so to speak. Okay. So like Isaac was still probably pretty green in 20. I don't really know. You know, I would have to look at his, his, um, his filmography to know exactly like where he kind of popped in, but this was definitely before he blew up. Yeah. He had a lot of other movies, but there weren't any movies that were big right. movies or right. anything. And like I, I really said, this knew. is the first time I seen him and it. Like it st- he stood out to me. Yeah. Know? He did great, dude. He did yeah. such a great job in this role. You could see just in the looks he was given when he looked from his, his, wife slash girlfriend to to drive her back and forth that he he was just putting the dots together like oh yeah. so you're taking care of my family i appreciate that right like but you knew that there was this edge to him where, where it was like 
Yeah, he was. Well, again, he had he kind of was like peacocking to, yeah. to to Gosling's character, you know what I mean? But in a yeah. subtle, like in a subtle way, until he um, gets his ass kicked. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then even then he was just like, "Oh, you're gonna help me? Like, yeah, what, like what, what you gonna do, white boy? You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. No, you're right. Exactly. <laughs> but he, you know, they they end up working together. But yeah, he um, I thought he did it well. He he played that character well. It was a good character standout. Ron Perlman, Nino. Yeah. Funny concept, kind of. You know what I mean? Like Perlman, I mean, aside from Hellboy, like I've, you know, you see Perlman here and there. I liked the way he played this character. You know, like you said, the peacocking thing happens big time here because there's this moment where you feel there was for a while there, it felt like he was the one who was the leader between him and Albert Brooks. Right. Until towards the end when Albert Brooks realizes that he's got to kill his own friend now to clean up, you know, Nino's mess. He gets so fucking pissed off Mm -hmm. that he kills Nino's guy and then tells him, now you got to clean up my mess kind of a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Nino's character is very like, so, and he kind of, he kind of, he kind of explains his character in there. Right. When he's talking about like, why wouldn't I steal from these Italians? Like yeah. they still pinch my cheeks. Like I'm a little fucking kid. Like yeah, yeah. they're never going to, I'm never going to be in because I'm, I think was he half Jewish? Yeah. 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 You know what I mean? So like, they were never going to accept him because of that. So, you know what I mean? So like that, he, he, I mean, he, he basically explains his whole reasoning for him being in existence, you know, but at the same time, he plays this tough guy role. Right. Mm-hmm. And the moment shit gets tough. It doesn't work out well for him. Yeah, no, because then know? we see him crawling, crawling away, not standing up to this guy that just literally ran him off the road. He's crawling right. away and he's, yeah, he's scared. Such an intense scene, like, Oof. you know, and, totally. and, and and you almost feel like that fear, like, like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He did a great job, too, dude. I thought Perlman was really good in this. Role. Oh, this this cast is fucking a list like seriously albert brooks come on like okay albert brooks as bernie rose like i said initially i thought he was the side like the 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 wingman to perlman's character because when we first meet the two perlman's very brash very loud and very intimidating right and he's telling he's telling albert brooks like get do this blah 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 but again when he comes back later and we see brooks first brooks is like you know i'm gonna i bought a race car I'm doing this. I'm trying to be legit with this. Like you said, the business thing, right? He tries to talk to the driver. Driver doesn't want to have anything of it. But like you could see Brooks was playing this character as like, which we find out later that that's how he is. He's more calculating. He's more reserved. He's finding out everything he needs to know before he's mm-hmm. going to make a move. Right. And then later we find out, oh, no, this is the this is the guy you don't fuck with. He's the shark. Yeah. What a great exchange between him and Goslin at the restaurant at the end. I think back both, and forth. every every time. Oh yeah, every actually time. you're right. Every the time whole, the whole the whole he hands his puts his hand out and Gosson's like, oh my hands are dirty. He says, So are mine. Like, yeah. you know, yeah, <laughs> yeah and you know yeah. exactly what he means. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. so much, so much good between those guys. Did you notice that he shaved his eyebrows? No. Albert Brooks's characters has no eyebrows. Oh. Yeah, and that's um. I was looking up some stuff about it, and I think I saw that he said something along the lines of he he chose to do that b- 
because he wanted to be able to seem like this guy had no no emotion, like expressionless at times. You know what I mean? You, yeah. you weren't supposed to read him as easy. Right. And it worked, dude. Man, that's what, what I'm saying. Like, same thing with Driver. Like they, those two characters were very complex. Let's talk about Ryan Gosling, dude. Driver. We don't get a name, just the driver. Just driver. Yep. Kid, kid or the driver, because they'd call him mm-hmm. the kid too. Um, or friend, right? Like, this is my friend. This is the guy that was staying. You know, she never, nobody ever said names. Ryan Gosling, unfortunately for him, because he's that good looking Hollywood dude, right? It's almost like you brush him off as like, oh, he's only there to be the looks of the, of the, of the movie, right? Yeah. I never in my life would have looked at Ryan Gosling as a tough guy before this movie. I'm not, I mean, I'm yeah. not, you know what I mean? Like, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me see what else he did before this movie, because I'm just trying to think, was there anything that he impressed on me before that? Uh, remember the Titans? I don't even remember him in that. Uh, the Notebook? Definitely didn't see that one. He wasn't tough in that one. I don't Blue think. Valentine. I remember seeing that. That was a good movie. And then Drive. Then he did this, right? I mean, even after that, like, I don't, I don't I've never really watched anything with Ryan Gosling in it. So yeah. this was my first movie with Ryan Gosling. And I'm like, holy shit, I want oh, to watch yeah, some of was, his other he, stuff. He was Hercules in Young Hercules, the TV show. Oh, never saw that. No. He was in the Mickey Mouse Club. Uh, oh, he was also on Are You Afraid of the Dark back in the 90s. Oh, yeah. As a kid. Okay. Um, yep. But yeah, dude, so watching this movie, I've become a fan of this dude. So, because if you can play a character where minimal dialogue throughout the film and when you do deliver it, it's all kind of even keeled and, like I said, calculated, you know. And then everything he does is very kind of minimal. He does so much with his face and expressions of his face that it just portrays so much emotion. It, it, it conveys, you know, you already know what's going on in his mind just with different things that he's doing in his face. Like I said, in that scene with the shark conversation, mm-hmm. like he's watching this and he's having it like he's just staring straight at the screen. And he's talking to the kid and it's not like he's got very little emotion until that kid says that, no, a shark's going to be a shark. Like no matter what, it's the villain. You see his face change. And it's like that realization. Yeah. There's the moments, you know, when, when uh, he's covered in blood, kind of like looking around the corner and the, the dude's dead in that hotel room. Like he just ended up killing everyone in that hotel room. And it's like, you can see in his face, he's just like, fuck, like this is really where my life is now. Like this, I'm fucking shooting people dead in hotel rooms. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Dude, I don't even know, man. I don't know what to say. This dude was just phenomenal in this role. So this movie made me go back and find more Ryan Gosling things. So um, you watched The Notebook? N- <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I've seen parts of it. Yeah. Okay. Now I, I don't. I don't remember it, but um, <laughs> he. Uh, so he did a movie in like 2001 called I think it's called like The Believer or Believer. Okay. Yeah. And he's like he's like an anti-Semitic Jewish kid, um, like totally into like neo-Nazi culture wow. and yeah, it's a pretty wild film. <laughs> Interesting. Um, yeah, and then like he he ended up. Um, I remember. I remember him in, in what was it? Remember the Titans? Yeah. Yeah. I, See, remember, I don't him. remember him in that. He was, he was just this dorky kid, like this dorky football player, you know? Interesting. Um, yeah. And I, I, so I, I went back for a lot. Like I said, I, I went back cause I was like, no one gets away with a performance like this and, me, and not 
earn my like i need to go back and see more you know right right uh movies he's done since uh i find really good um you know probably my my favorite is uh what is it the nice guys okay him and um russell crowe russell crowe yeah oh i'm looking at the i've never seen this i'm looking at the poster now yeah um Um, so like i don't know he's just like after this movie like i had to look at him in a different light because did you see the new blade runner with i haven't i haven't seen it no me neither i'm gonna have to check it out and see because now i want to see it even now he he actually went on to direct a film oh boy what's it called the lost river maybe okay and um it's very much in the same vein as like that awkwardness that this movie drive gives off interesting um yeah now one of the things i'm going to say about the acting in this in this film i come from a very old school like writing film where it's less dialogue more action driven as far as like interactions and and you know your act the acting yeah this was textbook that you watched you knew what was going on in this movie without talking amazing by expressions on faces by you know what i'm saying by movements Mm -hmm. and i i don't know who could have done that like ryan gosling did dude you know what i'm saying that's what i'm saying i finished this movie just being like i can't believe this dude's performance just with his face and so it's a very old school approach to filmmaking and like you can throw like i mean it goes back to there's a book called the screenwriter's bible Mm -hmm. that book's been thrown out the window because you don't need to follow any kind of format other than like the typical like when to you know set up of like a like a template for a script you don't really need to follow anything else anymore but this like i said this film brought it back to what like what film was supposed to be and how you make a film perfect um you know in the acting like i said i don't know you know the the, between him and irene driver and irene like everything there the build-ups the everything Mm -hmm. you know you felt every single emotion that they're trying to convey in this film yep all the way to that just that helplessness at the end that that feeling of like no matter what i'm going to ever say or do this is not going to be good like we're not going to be together so Mm, yeah you know what i mean and and i mean i feel like a lot of that's a human thing like a lot of people have been in relationships where they know it's just not going to work anymore and so there's this hopeless feeling of just this like okay well fuck it and dude oh man this movie acting is something else man yeah um Let's move on to the next big character in this movie, the soundtrack. Yeah. Um, Full disclosure, dude. Full disclosure. When the first time I listened to "Silence Yourself" is a silence, silence, silence your, your phones, your, uh, I don't yeah. that. silence your phones. I immediately texted you and asked you if you've seen this movie. Yeah. Do you know why? Now, <laughs> your guys' music. Yeah, your guys' music. Oh, I see. Spot on. Spot gotcha. on. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, 
I loved this. I mean, I already love this st- this style of music, but the, the the just the actual the the score was just so. Cliff Martinez does the score for this film, uh, and then we have a few songs that are actual songs by artists. There's a song called "Night Call" uh, by Kavinsky, featuring Love Fox. Under Your Spell by Desire, uh, A Real Hero, the song that that plays, ba- it's basically like the theme of the film. Mm. Uh, it's by College featuring Electric Youth. And then Oh My Love uh, by Ritz Ortolani. Um, oh, and the chromatics, tick of the tick of the clock, which that's at the very beginning of the film. Oh, um, you ever listen when I, I had a I had a, I, had, I had a car, I had a charger like with a Hemi in it uh-huh. that I, for a rental and I put that song on and I just wanted to fucking just fly. (laughs) (laughs) That song will pump you up without even knowing it. It's so good. I love that dude. I love, I'm I'm a, I'm a fan of synth, the the synth pop and that kind of uh, for a while there, they were, they were calling it like synth wave, like this new kind of the, the, the bringing that sound back and this kind this kind of thing, like the music that you would hear in drive, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, Huge fan of it. And it fits this movie. Like I said, it's like another character in the film because I don't think as gorgeous as this movie is and everything is, it's it would be a different film if it had a different soundtrack. Absolutely. Do you know what I mean? If it had just like the the if they had Quentin Tarantino come in and throw together one of his soundtracks that's got like right. a 50 song and a 90 song and this and that, you know what I mean? Um, it would have been a totally different movie. But this just it fits not just the idea of the film, the theme with the driving, the, you know, it, not just that, but it fits just what you're seeing visually. Like you hear that and it makes sense to see in the, in the colors on screen. Cause that's the other thing, dude, the color palette used in this film. And we'll oh. get into that on the effect side of it, but oh, gorgeous. <laughs> but this music was just like, ah, do they have this, this on, on vinyl, this soundtrack? I have it, I have it on vinyl. Oh, I gotta get this. I've got to buy this. <laughs> yeah. I am buying this. Amazing. It oh my god. Amazing. Oh my god. You know what I'm doing? Like, I get off here, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna buy it immediately. Yeah. It's gonna be out of print. It's gonna be like fifty bucks, five five hundred bucks for a have you heard of Mondotees.com? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have they, some albums from them. So they put out one of this, and I think you can you can't find it through them anymore, but I'm pretty sure you can find it for like 300 bucks on eBay. Oh like, my God. <laughs> it's, oh. uh, and I want it so bad. Dude, there's a vinyl I want to get so bad and it's out of print. You can't get it anywhere. And like Discogs has it, but there's this, there, everyone's selling it from anywhere between 150 to almost 300 bucks. Yeah. And I, I, I might pull the trigger one day because I want that album, but it's tough, dude. I don't know. <laughs> This 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 soundtrack this score probably if without really thinking about it it's in my top ten for sure nice yeah yeah dude this is a a great score great soundtrack like I said it's another character in the film it's it's perfect perfect mm-hmm. perfectly scored curated <laughs> I sent this to you didn't I um you sent me somebody from this this um. Oh, One, maybe it was, was it chromatics did you send me the chromatics or was it I, love fox it was probably i thought i sent the the whole soundtrack to you but if i didn't it was you probably, may have it was probably college the college okay. youth or whatever yeah okay yeah 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 um 
I dug it though, man. I'm going to buy this on vinyl if I if I can. If I'm able to, I got to get this. Uh, let's get into special effects. This movie's not much in special effects in terms of like um, computer graphics, like, you know, computer generated effects. We're not seeing much of that. A lot of this is practical. We've got blood. We've got, you know, the car chases, any kind of explosions, what about that car head flips. Stomp? Uh, oof, yeah, that's well, do they, they didn't really show it, right? They show just from the view looking up with the blood splatting, splattering up, right? No, they had a little bit of it. And it Did reminded, um, wow, what's that his name? The director who did like bone tomahawk and like um dragged across concrete like it's very in that vein uh brawl and cell block 99 like it's very yeah yeah it's very that kind of practical like you're you're looking at you're looking at like if you're stomping on a pumpkin that's what you're looking at with this guy's face yeah i loved it yeah oh it's great Um, again and it's the only honestly it's the only really gory part of this film true well except for the slicing of the arm like that's kind of yeah, that had to be computer generated. That had to be some so? computer work. I don't know. That was dope. Man. I have to go back and look at it again. But if that was all practical, that's awesome, dude. Yeah. Because that, for me, I'm a huge fan of practical. You know what I mean? Oh, I really yeah. am. If you can pull something off oh. and make it look good in real life, especially without if any you computers, come from the school of 80s horror, like you yeah. want practical. Yeah, exactly, yeah. dude. Um, so, yeah. So, but, but everything we see in this film that is effects, special effects, or sound effects is it's done so well there's nothing in it that takes me out of the film that makes me be feel like this is too much this looked fake this was this isn't how this would go you know because sometimes i do that and it pulls me out of a film pulls me out of a story yeah. if it's not executed well that like i said man this movie's really done well mm-hmm. but the but the big thing about this film too is the way it looks the coloring dude the actual color palette used for this movie is just so gorgeous. The whatever camera lenses he used, whatever you know cameras he used, some of this is one of the most gorgeous films I've seen in a long time. Seriously, mm. beautiful. Love the lighting in this movie. Love and it's it. Ten, and it's ten years old. Think about that. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, yeah. I just uh, you know just starting to mess around with the film and and cameras and stuff, and I found this thing about you know that's what they do. They have these these programs that give you color palettes to use to to overlay on your films to give your films different looks i think i talked about it with jim one time when we were talking about rob zombie like rob zombie likes to use like certain style types of color palettes in almost all his films you'll see all of them have the same color and quality to it you know what i mean and mm-hmm. so this one has this kind of it, it fits the music it fits the feel it's a very like 80s ish I don't want to say neon because it's not neon, but it's got those 80s hues to it. Like there's deep golds, there's pinks, there's the, you know, that, that the pink and blue, when you have the pink and blue contrasting oh. together, that's, that's 80s. That's straight 80s, right? Wait, wait until you get into more of his films. You're going to, oh, you know, I am, dude. <laughs> you no, know I am, man. Yeah. I'm huge into finding directors where they floor me with their films because then it's like, okay, I got to see more of these people's films. And then when, when I hear there's a new movie coming out and I just know it's this director, now I got to go see it, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I can't wait to check out some of his other stuff. This film looks beautiful. Gorgeous. Yeah. Gorgeous film. Gorgeous what, film. What, what else can you say? It's just gorgeous. 
Yeah, yeah, um, everything about it. Like you said, the 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 color palette is just. I mean, when he's yeah. in the when he's in like the hotel room, looking out the window, like everything fits so perfect to what the aesthetic of this film. It's very well. There, there's a part for the director, right? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, okay. we can talk All about right. that next. Yeah. Okay, cool. Because I'm just I have so much to say about the guy. So yeah, well, let's let's get right into it. Let's let's actually just get into like so basically we'll end it with our final thoughts and our 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 you know how you would rate the film on a scale of one to five. Yeah. Um and then um what I also think we'll do is since this is staff recommendations and I was the one that had to watch it, I'm going to either say I agree or disagree. Huh, I guess it's yeah. <laughs> I wonder what Chris is going to say uh, to keep it on the staff recommendation shelf. You sure. know what I mean? Sure. Sure. So, sure. Um, so yeah, I'll let you go first, dude. Give give us your final thoughts and what you rate it, even though I'm sure I know what you're going to rate it. All right, so uh, are we going to go into being with should we, should the, we go the director, into the director, all that stuff? All right, yeah. Cool. All right. So Nicholas winding Wren, he, he paints these pictures, so to speak. Um, and it reminds me of Walter Hill films. Uh, Walter Hill, what does he do? Walter, the Warriors. Okay, yeah. Um, you know, uh, Streets of Streets of Fire. Mm-hmm. You know, like he paints these these worlds, and and like it's just like the sky's the limit for him, really. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And they're like, you know, in some of these films, like yeah, that's not a real world. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time. Like you, like you can, you can totally see it being that as well. Um, Ren, Ren's film, his films, like, I mean, so a lot of his earlier stuff is, um, Danish, I believe. Okay. If I'm wrong, I'm sorry. I hope I didn't offend anybody. Uh, <laughs> the pusher series phenomenal. Um, I think they remade it really with like an American version, at least one or two. So the pusher, the put, yeah. It, and it's got, um, uh, the gentleman's name is Mads uh Mads Mads Mickelson. Yes, Mads Mickelson is in the Pusher series. Um, and then Mads Mickelson went on to do Valhalla Rising with Ren. And that I see I saw so that was my first movie I ever seen by Ren, and I didn't okay. quite get it. When I watched Drive, I went back and watched it, and there's so many similarities between the two. It's it's insane. Really? Um, yeah, just just like the the silences and the in the stuff. And then as you go on, you'll start to see like as you go through his his filmography, you're gonna see a lot of similarities. Um, he is really good at awkward pauses. He's really good at showing you know a story through emotions oh, of nice. of the actors. Um, you know, uh, his most like. Bronson, have you seen Bronson with Tom Hardy? No, no, I've, I've oh. seen the poster. I've seen it before, so Christ, I, I've seen this before. That is a movie that is so awkward, yeah, and so and, and and so like intense, and and it does everything that this movie does as far as building that suspense, building that anxiety. Um, okay, you know, much like I mean, the movie The Warriors, they they build. That's why I compare it to Walter Hill films. Like they they build this anxiety throughout that entire movie because they're running their lives you know yeah yeah Um, his filmography goes on his stuff is weird um his stuff is weird and it's not always recept received well because of that i want to check it out i see that he did a movie with one of my favorite actors john Turturro, uh fear x and it's a psychological thriller so that sounds like something i might want to check you know what i don't think i've ever seen that interesting i've never seen that one yeah 
Um, so anyway, your thoughts just, on this, your final thoughts yeah, on sorry. it. Sorry. Sorry. No, you're good. You're this good. Mo- um, the movie drive is perfect. Um, it's my, if anyone was like, Oh, what kind of movies are you in? Like my pretentious ass is just saying, go watch drive. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. it would be, you know, to write something half as good or to make a film half as good would be like a win for me. Yeah. I'm uh, kidding. Yeah. Jeez. You know, I, and when I tell people like, like again, this movie, like it came, I'm, this, this movie had a lawsuit against it. Okay. This lady tried to sue the, the company because she, it, it was the, the trailer was misleading. <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. she a Karen dude she's like calling 911 from the theater absolutely was absolutely I want the police here yeah and 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 out of all of the director's films this one is probably the most mainstream and it's probably the most uh well like rece- best reception probably the biggest like action if you want to call it that you know what yeah. I mean yeah um yeah, uh, but what I always tell people is, whenever you watch anything from him, you're 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 going to get a killer soundtrack. You're going to get awesome writing and fantastic colors and directing. Oh, I can't wait to jump into more. <laughs> so, Seriously. you know, um, yeah, this movie, this movie, this movie. My favorite movie of all time was The Way of the Gun from the year two thousand. Mm, I remember that movie. Or 1999, or whenever it came out, till I watched Drive drive took the, so it had a good 10 11 year run and now it's drive is my favorite film i think it's just i just think it's perfection um for filmmaking so i'm, th- I'm assuming you're giving this one five of five i you know what i hate to be like my first time on here throwing a five Dude, of five gotta yeah i mean this, if you yeah. didn't you'd be lying <laughs> right yeah this this is a definitely like i won't i'm not like someone who claims like movies are perfect all the time this is Mm-mm. this is a five out of five film wow yeah. for me dude my favorite movie of all time of all time is the godfather it just is for me actually the way i saw the godfather i, I saw one and two together in chronological order so um that's how my dad showed it to me the first time it's called the godfather saga so that's how i watched it and I never in my, so for me, that's a perfect, that's perfect, right? That's perfect film, storytelling, acting, everything, music, perfection in film. Anytime I look at making movies, I always said to myself, that's the movie you look at to say that's a perfect film. Now, I've seen a lot of movies come out since that reach that height now, right? I'm seeing these, these directors and these movie makers that, I mean, they're just kind of saying we're tired of all this other garbage that everybody's doing. And let's make a let's make films the way films used to be made. Let's make films. Mm-hmm. And uh, I never thought there would be anything that would actually match, like get right on that level with Godfather, right? Like I said, there's been great stuff coming out, and they're right up there. But this, you're right, man. I watched this movie, and I don't think that there's anything in here where I could say, "Oh, this is dumb. This is stupid. This doesn't make sense." It's all done perfectly. I don't feel like there's any like, cause you know, like sometimes you, you have a lot going on and it's like, Oh, they never tied this up or this didn't make sense to the plot. Not at all. <laughs> yeah, doesn't this, is the, this, this package is insane, dude. And then again, visually stunning music's amazing. The acting is just 
blows your mind. Five out of five easily on this film. Easily, yeah. man. This is something I would definitely, I'm going to be telling anybody who's not seen it, like you need to watch this movie. You know yeah. what I mean? Like this is one of those films, man. And I'm going to tell them like, trust me, don't get into this because you're looking for Fast and the Furious. It's not what we're getting here. I'm going to try to get them, you know, I just want to let them know that. But man, I'm glad you said you wanted to do this one. I, I got to tell you, man, I, it's like this one of the most amazing films I've ever seen. I just set the bar really high. And there's so much too, dude. There's so much in this movie. Like, like I said, he's perfect and meticulous until that moment where he snaps. Then all of a sudden he's messy. Like his hair is all messy all the time. Like he's yeah. bloody. He doesn't care about it. You know, um, he's letting loose. I mean, there's the whole, like his jacket dude with the scorpion. And then at the end where he's talking about the scorpion, the fable with the scorpion and the frog, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like he knew, he knew that he was going to get stung and, but he'd have to sting too. And, you know, let me ask you something. The end, is he dead or is he alive? Ooh, um, I think he's dead. Oh, you think so? I do. I okay. Do. Cause one of the things I see gut shot. Yeah, well, he could still stay alive though. Not, not. I mean, maybe drove himself to a hospital. Yeah, because that's how I saw it. I saw him as being alive, hmm. and I, I like that. Was, I think I think he was just driving until it was over. Oh, yeah, maybe that's the best way, right? I think that's what his character would have done too. You're right, hundred yeah. percent. Keeps keeps the girl and the kids safe, and he did whatever he needed to do. Cuts all ties from everything else. No one, because the because the Italians didn't know who. Yeah, he was who it was. Yeah. Yeah, man, what a movie. What a movie. <laughs> That's definitely staying on the staff re- recommendation uh, shelf. Yeah, yeah. All right, dude. Um, that was fun. That was a good one. I'll have to figure out what movie I'm going to get you to watch, man, because um, I don't even know, dude. I feel like I've said stuff. You're like, oh, yeah, I've seen that. I've seen a lot of movies. I've seen a lot. Yeah. Of, that doesn't mean I've seen them all. I'll see if I can't think of one and throw it your way, and then we'll set up another episode here in the future. Cool, man. Awesome, awesome. All right, before we head out, dude, tell them where to find you on your other podcast. Uh, you can just search the Struggling Artist Podcast. Um, it's basically everywhere where you listen to podcasts. Um, if you Google it, it will come up if we're on the social medias. Uh, it's just basically a podcast where I talk to people who create, mostly musicians, and we just chop it up about life. We promote the stuff they got going on, but we do talk about life a lot. Good stuff. Good stuff. Great stuff. Uh, And then, as always, make sure to head over to the website, BICBP-radio.com. Check out a lot of the other shows on the network. Make sure to throw some support their way. And um, this was good times, dude. Until next time, for Trev Allen, this is Chris Chavez. We'll see you guys later. Hit the lights on your way out. Peace. Peace.